the Blaze Radio Network. On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to the Latino conservative Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. Test one, two. Test one, two. Hi, is this thing on? Uh, hey, folks, welcome. This is uh, this is not Memorex. This is live. Uh, welcome to uh, the Chris Salcedo show today. Uh, technical issues. Uh, this is just not you. You ever, you ever run into those days where you just should have stood in bed? That that's uh, that's me today. Let, let let me just tell you what happened. Uh, I was uh, on an earlier version of the Chris Salcedo show a half an hour before we were going to debut some Facebook living on the um, on the the earlier version of the Salcedo show. The studio in which I was broadcasting from went dead. Uh, some weather moving through the great state of Texas. Half an hour before, bro- so I'd jump in the car and go to a different studio. This, this is, this is not my day to be on the air. Then we come on, right here on onto the blaze, and then I could hear you all just. I could hear all of you out there just fine, but I couldn't. Uh, they couldn't hear me. So this was uh, very interesting. So some some issues with the, maybe it was the electrical storm. And it was a massive electrical storm that rolled through. And it's, it's tis the season, springtime in the Midwest, folks. So anyway, uh, welcome to the Chris Salcedo Show. And I'm glad you tuned in today. Uh, lots, of course, t- everything is in the world is going on right now. So let's start with, uh, as we typically, well, not typically do, we're going to start changing this up. But today it wasn't on purpose. I, I fully intended to start the show in the first break with a flip around. But uh, we'll do it in the second break today because, well, it just, uh, because of events, it necessitated that we do it this way. All right, uh, to Fox first. Wait a minute. Hold on. Before he clicks, they're going to, you know, this is a problem. Maybe this is why I do this first. (laughs) Because uh, just when we're coming off the second break, everybody's going to, to commercial. So let's go to Fox Business first. People, instead of spending money on material goods, they want to spend money on experiences. And that's why they're coming to our park. So when they do that, they want to spend money on food. They want to spend money on photos. Really just having a, a great time with friends and family. So have you modeled for that? And if so, because again, it's sort of like asking the calorie count for pie in the sky. You don't know yet. But if you've modeled for it, will that get you to a point where you can adjust your forward earnings? 
Well, I think it's uh, it's a little too early to tell, but uh, again, everything's shaping up uh, great. We've got great momentum with between the tenants, uh, our, our spending in the park. People are spending more than they ever have before. That's uh, John Duffy, Six Flags CEO. And the, and, the, and the topic is the very rough outline that was issued for for tax reform by the Trump administration today. Uh, you know what? We I, I'm going to cut this up because we didn't have time to turn it around before uh, before show. But I, I, it was Gary Cohn and Steve Mnuchin, uh, the, the Secretary of the Treasury, and Gary Cohn is with the Council of Economic Advisors. And so Gary Cohn was detailing for the press the basic outline for you and me, for individuals, for the folks who pay taxes. I'll, I'll, I'm going I'm to get that out there right now as part of the flip around. This was earlier today. It's not happening right now. But since we have the audio and uh, what was going on over at Fox Business uh, dovetails perfectly into this soundbite, we'll go ahead and play it. First, here are a few statistics for you on the individual side. In 1935, we had a one-page tax form consisting of 34 lines with two pages of instructions. Today, the basic 1040 form has 79 lines and 211 pages of instructions. Instead of a single form, the IRS now has 199 tax forms on the individual side of our tax code. Taxpayers spend nearly 7 billion hours complying with these tax codes every year. And nearly 90% of taxpayers need some help in filing their taxes. Not only that, but the 75,000-page tax code is so monstrous and, uh, and full of so much cronyism that there is, and, and it was all done this way to do special carve-outs for special, well, let's, let's just call it what it is, it is what it is, uh, donors to specific politicians that you and I were uh, left out in the, out in the dark. You and I were left, uh, with this massive tax code that we can't, uh, that we can't muddle through unless we pay somebody to make sure that we're giving the least amount possible. And that's, that is the goal to pay the least amount of taxes possible to a, a federal government that is irresponsible. That has been irresponsible. The federal government continues to spend uh, more than we gift it more than we give it. Uh, well, let me flip over to uh, MSNBS. These are these are Democrats weighing in on Trump's first 100 days. I'm sure it's just going to be all glowing. Well, I work on immigration, and it's been a disaster the first 100 days. But what I really fear is that it's going to get worse. You just got to win on sanctuary cities. We've had some wins, and I think one heartening thing for us is that the courts have, have pushed back. And yeah, that's an ACLU attorney talking about uh, victories. When illegal aliens are put ahead of the rule of law, Democrats declare victory. And that's what happened with this, uh, this Obama appointee judge out on the West Coast who basically said, you can't punish left-wingers for violating the law. They're, they're warm-hearted uh, chuckleheads. They, 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 want, they want to do well for illegal aliens. You can't punish uh, cities that defy federal law. When you're a liberal, you don't get held to account in America. You get to violate the rule of law at will in the United States of America without being held to account. We just had eight years of that of, of resident Obama. 
So here you have a, a, an Obama appointee codifying that in, through the judiciary. It's, it's, it, it was really quite striking. Uh, that according... Now, now look, I, I think that we as a society can, can take this and, and run with it. I find Obamacare destructive and uh, uh, mean-spirited. And so I, using, using that, and I, I find it unfair. So I find that law, even though I'm not going to work to overturn it or I'm not going to work to get a majority of the country on board, I'm just going to ignore it. And, you, and, and I'm going to ask my city and I'm going to ask my state to ignore it. And you can't punish me for it because this federal judge basically said that it's okay for a city and a state to violate federal law and not get punished for it. Even though there are mechanisms in place that allow the federal government to punish these municipalities and punish these states when they do, uh, that, that goes out the window apparently when it's a left-wing cause. Uh, let's jump over to CNN. particular case, I think we're seeing some inconsistency between what the Justice Department says is federal policy and what the White House says. We've had at least one sanctuary city say, look, you're telling us we have to follow federal immigration policy. Does that mean we can no longer prohibit people from giving information about folks that may be here illegally? Or do we have to honor detainers? It sounds like the White House says if you don't honor our detainer request, if you don't keep these folks locked up, we're taking away your money. But that's not what the Justice Department is saying. So I think one thing that needs to be done first and foremost is let's get some clear legal constitutional policy on the books so that these cities know what they're supposed to do and not do. Well, I heard, I talked to the legal eagle of the Chris Salcedo show, Byron Henry. You guys have heard him before. And he said this judge's ruling was based on the fact that the Obama administration gave these cities money in the last budget and didn't and didn't make a condition of them getting their money the condition that uh, they've comply with federal law that you would have to specify to these cities that you can't violate federal law else we're going to take away your money and since that since Obama didn't specify that then uh, Trump until the next until the next, uh, budget is put through and the next money is that bits of money are allocated then you can you can implement those strings now to me I don't view compliance with a law for cities and states to be something that you 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 need to reaffirm every single time you allocate money this didn't pass the smell test with me and I, I wish I had had more time to talk with our legal eagle uh, Byron Henry about this but the, the, the idea that we'd have to say, uh, uh, excuse me, San Francisco, you're going to have to come. If, if you want to get your money that you're that you're entitled to, that you think you're entitled to from the federal government, you must not actively and openly violate federal law and assist illegals in uh, in evading detention or evading deportation, illegal alien criminals specifically. And of course, I, I point back to this this case of this judge that allowed an, uh, a drunk driving illegal immigrant felon to escape her courtroom to escape deportation from ICE. Showed him an, an alternative exit. But what she is doing, the cities, the sanctuary cities are doing the equivalent of that 
all over the country. And this federal judge is saying, well, no, you didn't make a condition of compliance with the law a condition of receiving this money. So in the future, you're going to have to make that a condition. Wait a minute. I thought this was accepted that, that you must follow the law to get federal money. Maybe, uh, I don't know. You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Conservative Talk Radio with Spice. Donald Trump meeting with um, senators right now about the North Korean crisis and that growing crisis. We'll talk a little bit more about the tax reform today, but wanted to get back to this illegal immigration debate and one of the aspects of it. Joseph Turner is my guest right now. He's the founder and executive director for American Children First. He's a nationalist hardliner on illegal immigration issues and considered one of the foremost visionary and strategic thinkers in this movement. Previously, he founded the California-based anti-illegal immigration group Save Our State in 2004, also authored the Illegal Immigrant Relief Act in 2005, which served as a model blueprint for dozens of cities across the country, Hazleton, Pennsylvania, for example, Farmer's Branch in the state in which I am broadcasting. Uh, believed to have been uh, have rep- uh, represented the first ever attempt to use local initiative process to combat illegal immigration here in the United States. Joseph, welcome to the Chris Salcedo Show. Thank you very much for being here. Uh, first off, uh, I think I I'm pretty much on uh, on target by identifying this 1982 court case, uh, Plyler versus Doe, where the Supreme Court said, "Hey, you know what? Uh, in, in essence, if anybody is in a jurisdiction." Anybody, not a citizen, but anybody because of the way the wording of the 14th Amendment, that means that they must be able to partake in in government services, including education. And uh, of course, the founders could never have conceived that there'd be a whole bunch of idiots that would allow illegal immigration to the tune of millions upon millions of people. Uh, Describe how you see this court case. I see it as easily being one of the most egregiously aired, uh, faulty, worst decisions in Supreme Court history. I mean, the entire no- notion that the American taxpayer should be on the hook and force their children to have a, a second-rate education because we need to spend billions of dollars educating illegal aliens is just mind-boggling to me. You know, in California, we spend roughly $15 billion a year educating the children of illegal aliens, and we have nearly one in four students who are English learners. Um, I believe that uh, the 1982 Plyler Vito decision needs to be revisited, and I believe now is a perfect time to do so with uh, Gorsuch being appointed, and I, you know, with rumors being that you know Kennedy and uh, Ginsburg are the next in line to maybe step down. Uh, I think uh, now is a great time to return that. No, I agree. And so give me a strategy because I know that conservative thinkers have been noodling on this ever since this ruling was handed down. 
and again, I, I, whenever it comes to legal matters, I, I, I've been instructed by those with keener legal minds than mine to, to describe your limiting principle. I'm always asked to describe the limiting principle when it comes to adjudication or it comes to legislation. And in this case, the Supreme Court articulated no limiting principle. It's every child on the planet must be educated by the American taxpayer. And it's absolutely ridiculous. Well, they did. There was a couple aspects to it that I, that I think uh, need to be revisited. You know, one one thing that they said in the decision was the state must show a compelling, substantial interest in order to de- in order to deny uh, illegal aliens access to education. Uh, in California, I, ca- I can't speak firsthand to Texas, but in California, when you have the governor uh, raising taxes uh, on working class Californians uh, for five billion dollars to fix infrastructure because we neglected it for years and years. And yet we're spending we're spending 15 billion on education and over 25 billion on illegal aliens in, in the aggregate. Um, to me, I think that's a uh, ripe for a challenge. Now, you know what happens is we have two options here. We have uh, various uh, court cases that we could pursue. Correct. Uh, we can. Well, I'm working on an initiative out here in California. I'm hoping that people across the country will hear what I'm doing, and that school boards and state legislatures will take steps to challenge uh, or uh, take steps to prohibit illegal aliens from attending public schools so we can begin challenges across the country in more favorable uh, court jurisdictions. But the other option, too, is back in 1996, you had a, a, a California congressman by the name of Elton Galligley, and he introduced the Elton Galligley Amendment, which would have allowed states to uh, deny education to illegal aliens. Now, of course, this requires having a GOP leadership with some backbone, and we know that's solely lacking. Um, so I don't know exactly how uh, how fruitful this is going to be. But if we could get some member of our Congress to actually take up legislation mimicking the uh, Gallagher Amendment of 1996, we could also undermine the court case that way. Yeah, and 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 to answer your question about what what our situation out is out here in Texas compared to California, we too have a crazy liberal in our in our house in the Texas House. His name is Joe Strauss. And this guy is increasing funding, wants to increase funding for education, and he wants to raid our rainy day fund to do it. Uh, And so that that, that shows you how nutty this is. Let me tell you who uh, we're talking to, folks. His name is Joseph Turner. He's the founder and executive director for American Children First. Uh, Speaking of California, where you're talking to us, uh, there is this, this ruling that came down from this Obama appointee judge in Santa Clara County out there that basically t- said to Donald Trump that you can't punish sanctuary cities if if they violate actively and openly violate federal law. And my question to you is, and maybe you can uh, uh, buoy some of the folks who are interested in the rule of law within the sound of our voice. Well, how do we combat lawless judges who have been appointed by extremist liberals onto these courts who don't adhere to the, to limits on their power and their authority and the the separation of powers when when they they hand down these absurd rulings and how do we combat that with the rule of law if they're not going to behave within the rule of law well it's very demoralizing i mean you got to remember i'm a californian so we've been dealing with the courts and elected officials thwarting and overturning the will of the people countless times i mean this is nothing new to for us you know, I think the most important message I'd like to share to your listeners um, is that California is a cancer. Uh, California is a cancer, and the sooner that you guys wall off California and get with the program and realize that we're spreading nothing but the worst of the worst and we're destroying this country, the better off we'll all be. You know, I believe that every um, every state should be actively looking at what California is doing 
and taking preemptive steps to counter what we're doing. You know, the, the entire notion that we have driver's licenses for illegal aliens in California now, I mean, for decades that was considered a ridiculous assertion, right? That that would be impossible. No, no way would ever support that. Well, it's time for the rest of the country to realize that the wacky, crazy commies out in California are not just an island unto themselves and that we are having a pernicious impact on the rest of the country. And the sooner you guys wake up and start taking preemptive actions, whether it's constitutional amendments to your, your state constitutions and taking action in, in your legislatures, um, you need to start acting now. I can't I can't impress yeah. upon you guys that enough. Joseph Turner, he is the founder and executive director for American Children First. Do me a favor, give me the uh, address where folks can get in touch with you and find out more about your organization. Uh, AmericanChildrenFirst.org. They can also find us on Facebook slash American Children First and also uh, email us at info at AmericanChildrenFirst.org. Joseph Turner, thank you very much for being here on the Chris Salcedo Show. Thank you for having me, sir. I appreciate the opportunity. 888 Did you guys catch what he said? California is a cancer. That comes from a California resident, folks. California is a cancer. I, I happen to agree. It is. But that other states have to start passing proactively, passing legislation to guard against the lunacy of California because uh, look at it this way you know this I have how much time do I have I got enough time Tucker Carlson on with a supervisor from Santa Clara County last night on his on his program and Tucker phrased this in a way that I thought was pretty good that that this guy wants to be able to continue to openly and wantonly welcome illegal aliens into California but then expects the rest of the states in my state of Texas or in your state, wherever you happen to be, to continue to send California money to do this crap. To continue to send California the money to openly defy the federal, the federal government and the rule of law because they don't like the law. That they're building their economy, they're building their state with citizens from other countries. All well and good, but don't, don't ask me in my state or others in in our states, to support your illegal activity. And Tucker Carlson went back and forth with this, this leftist who was celebrating the thwarting of the rule of law out there in Santa Clara, California. This is how it went. And there's a precedent being set here by a federal judge that states do not have to comply with federal law and can't be punished for not doing so. That is a major departure from where we've been for my whole lifetime. Do you think that the Obama administration was right to threaten a withholding of federal funds from states that didn't comply with its transgender bathroom laws? That's a uh, orders. That's a really simple question. Uh, I'm telling you that this is the first president of the United States that's threatened with an executive order to with. Yeah, you see, he didn't want to address it. President Obama, with an executive order, threatened states with education money, if especially with, with, with in the schools, if they didn't comply with uh, a directive coming down from on high. And I don't remember this Santa Clara supervisor or anybody on the left coast uh, threatening to sue. Telling you that this is the first president of the United States that's threatened with an executive order to withhold, um, in our case, up to $1.7 billion from us. It's unconstitutional for him to try to wield that kind of power. No, it isn't. It isn't unconstitutional. It is a mechanism by which the federal government is able to enforce the supremacy clause. The Supremacy Clause in the Constitution says that federal law trumps state and city laws. 
So you can't pass a law that, that conflicts with federal law as many of these sanctuary cities have passed these policies that conflict directly with federal immigration law. The federal court agreed with us today. Th- that's not um, true. The Constitution of the United States. The Constitution of the United States. It is true. It's Read not it. true. The Obama true. administration the threatened to withhold funds from Indiana for messing with Planned Parenthood funding. The Carter administration threatened well, to withhold federal about, funds for uh, people who didn't obey the 55 mile an hour speed limit. This has been going on a long time and you're saying that because you don't like a law, you don't have to comply with it, but every other taxpayer in America still has to send you money. Yeah. Uh, more of this, the other side of the break. Tucker Carlson hit it right on the head, folks. And this is this is why we should never elect another Democrat. Because these people put anti-constitutional, anti-rule of law leftists on the court who go out of there. You know what? You know what this I'll, I'll, I'll dig up his name here in a minute. I find him utterly forgettable. Um, Oric. Judge William Oreck the third. This guy cited Donald Trump's rhetoric on the campaign trail. Didn't reference an executive order. Didn't reference the rule of law. Cited Donald Trump's rhetoric in in coming down with his ruling, and that's what they did with the temporary travel ban from six countries too. Didn't cite the statute, didn't cite the the executive order itself, cited the fact that they hated Donald Trump. That's what, in essence, that's what they cited, that they disagreed with his rhetoric on the campaign trail. This is, this is banana republic crap. And that's what this, this, this judge Oreck, Judge William Oreck, an Obama appointee has in effect done. It undermines the rule of law. It basically says that if you're a liberal, you get special consideration, you get special treatment than, than conservatives in the United States. Back in a minute. Keep up with the Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the Blaze Radio Network. Salcedo. So wh- where does this come from? This is a brand new it, thing. At least acknowledge it, that. It doesn't matter what I say. The federal courts today uh, acted. Um, they said what we already knew and what you should know is that the Constitution, the Constitution of the United States is the law of the land. Right. It is, it is the law of the land. And the Supremacy Clause says that your municipality, S- Santa Clara, cannot violate the federal law. And there are mechanisms in which you can be punished if you do. And many of these sanctuary cities are violating federal law by aiding and abetting illegal aliens, criminal illegal aliens, to to avoid deportation, righteous deportation. It's one thing to come in here into the country illegally. It's quite another thing to come into the country illegally and then commit felonies. And those people need to go. Instead, you have these sanctuary cities who are letting out felons back out on the streets and saying, what? What? Oh, I, I don't have to hold these people for you. I, we gave them a court date. We gave them a court date. I can't legally hold them. They could. But they're not doing it. Because for these sanctuary cities, 
it's more important to let these illegal alien felons back out on the streets so they can remain here in the country than to allow a victory for Trump, a victory for the citizens of this country. It's, it's the Democrat, the liberals, foreigners' first policy, folks, right here on full display. It's paramount. Um, whatever you're talking you're about in terms of along. federal codes no, or you, agency you, you, rules. I'm not talking about federal uh, that, codes or agencies. I'm talking about federal laws. And when you ignore them, does the federal government have a right to punish you? And you're saying no. So what you're saying is basically California is its own country now. And if that's where the way you want to go, good luck defending your borders, I guess, is, would be my point. California is leading the country in the right direction because yeah, we're honoring okay. the Constitution of the United States. And there's a whole bunch of people across the country that believe that, that are following our lead. All right. uh, we're happy to be in the lead. We're fortunate to have won this case today. Well, California is leading all right, leading the country, as, as our previous guest said, right down the toilet. Right down the toilet. They want to build their society up with a, with a bunch of illegals uh, who don't respect the rule of law and uh, expect the rest of the country to finance it, I'm sorry. No. No. Not one more dime to California. And you know what? Trump had better. You know, you, you know the travel ban, folks? The temporary travel ban? That kind of dropped by the wayside, didn't it? So my advice to the Trump administration, take it to the Supreme Court, the travel ban. Take this to the Supreme Court. Because you've got to affirm that these renegade states cannot, cannot extort money from the rest of the states when they violate federal law. Do it on their own. That's great. California, you want to shoot yourselves in the foot? I am perfectly willing to let you do it, but don't ask me to buy your ammunition. You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network.